Welcome back. Episode 206 of Two Drunk Brothers the Podcast. We've got coming at you guys today. UFC 291 preview. Big card this weekend. BMF title on the line. Um, and then we are rolling on with our divisional previews. NFC, AFC East. And the gang is all here. How are we doing? And how are we sipping? Uh, doing good. Uh, got a new computer this week. I'm, I'm back back on the MacBook life, uh, which is nice. And I am sipping on a little bit of Tito's and Sprite Zero with just a splash of orange tangerine Neo. It's actually fucking fire, to be honest with you. <laughs> Mixing it up. Mix it up yeah. in, the, in the bar. Ethan, I have a strange feeling that he's drinking wine. It's like you talked to me earlier or something like that. I am. Something like that. And I'm using a I'm using a cup that is no longer true. It is my fiance mug. <laughs> Boyfriend crashed out fiance. Crossed out ex husband. <laughs> <Was it good? laughs> oh, no, all jokes, all jokes aside. All right, boys. Um well, is there any uh, housekeeping details to talk about before we dive in. Um, yeah. So. Um, real fast, just randomly, um, something that you know I heard today is Jim Harbaugh's is Jim Harbaugh's punishment enough? Just, just so I don't fast. really know exactly what all went down, um, but. Uh, from what I can, from what I read, the four games does not sound very. Sounds more of like a slap on the wrist than anything. I feel like they should get a a bowl ban. Yeah, remember whenever Mizzou got one of those for a cheating scandal that happened the the regime before. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So what happened? What was it? I think it was just unethical or illegal recruiting. It was recruiting violations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm with that bowl ban. With NIL, how can you get it? Was this pre? Was this before NIL? I'm guessing. Had what had to have been. Uh, it was yeah. during COVID. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure he violated COVID's um, recruiting rules because there was some sort of pause and he uh, did some shit. That's that's kind of the gist of what I got listening today to ESPN Radio. But okay. yeah, that's just that's not enough. Like I'm sorry, but like what's Harbaugh missing going to do to the team? Not especially the first, yeah. especially the first four weeks of the season. Well, like, that was the so that was the biggest thing I heard today. It's like if you're gonna punish him and give him a four game suspension, make it against Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, and the bowl game. Like well, the, that. that, or like their first four Big Ten games. Because like, what yeah. are the, what are their first four games? Even Bowling Green, um, yeah. Rutgers. Oh my God! Who else? UNLV, okay, and like some other cakewalk game. That's it. So there's there's one Big Ten game in there if you want to count Rutgers, which I guess we kind of have to now. <laughs> but yeah, like that's ridiculous. They're gonna go four zero. They're probably gonna win by double digits every single game, and then Harbaugh's gonna come back to a four zero team and basically sound his ass for him. I'm guessing he's not allowed facilities or anything. Probably not. So he's probably gonna go. Probably not until the season starts. Is when the, I guess. 
Well, yeah, he'll be there for like training camp and stuff. But like once games start, he's probably not allowed on campus or at facilities or anything. And then he's probably going to go on vacation for a month and then come back to a four and O team. <laughs> hey guys, I'll watch you in uh, Tahiti. See you yeah. later. <laughs> I'm watching different time zone, boys. Have fun looking these fucking cupcakes. That's ridiculous. Um, that's yeah, it does not fit the crime. One thing I saw was super scary was uh, Bronny James had that cardiac arrest at practice. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. I was going to mention that next before we hopped in. I guess that's just kind of, you know, uh, getting to be a more common thing nowadays. It's going to sound fucked up, but I think it's like all these kids like drink these like, I'm going to sound like a super big like old person right now, but like all these like energy drinks and shit like that. Like if you're, if you're like, a, if you, Travis and I, and I'm sure Ethan drinks them too, but like if I was going to go out there and like practice hard like a, like a, like a collegiate athlete, I'd probably drop on the floor from a cardiac arrest too from all the shit I pump in my body. So I just don't think these kids take take as good care of their bodies as like pro athletes do. It's the COVID vaccine. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I haven't dropped no. dead yet. So yeah, same here. Fucking you are high level athlete. Speculation that's going around. Yes, but no, it's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I've not no, not the situation's funny, but what I said, um, yeah, it's crazy. But I guess he'll be fine. Um, we'll see. I doubt he gets played. I mean, season starts in October, really late October, early November. I mean, think about how long Demar Hamlin was out, but he's coming. They're going to come back this year, so I don't know. We'll see. We shall, shall indeed. Uh, another thing that I saw. I guess that's it. Nothing else really crazy. Um, all right, let's jump into it. We got a long episode ahead of us. UFC 291. It is Gaethje versus Poirier. BMF belt on the line. Uh, we'll I'm just, actually more psyched for the co-main event than the main event in this fight. I'm excited for the entire. I think the entire the entire card uh, is pretty pretty awesome. It's going to be some banger fights on here for sure. Yeah. I don't think there's a fight that you're going to want to sleep on on this entire main card. Yeah, for sure. So uh-huh. one thing one thing I want to say before we jump into this, and I don't know if Travis is going to mention it, and I want to ask Travis and Ethan, I don't know if he knows about this, but do you think this being in Salt Lake City affects like anything that we should be like be watching for with the altitude? Because the last time they had one in Salt Lake City, fighters said they were just like not prepared. They got super gassed super early because of the high altitudes. Well, I think no. I, th- I think a lot of them, a lot of the people train at high altitudes at least some point, and a lot of these guys have, like are, have probably already been out there for a couple weeks. So, yeah. Well, and I was gonna say too. Um, you got to think of where a lot of these guys come from, right? And and I'm not gonna pretend I'm an expert on geography, um, but I, I know a little bit. And like guys who train in Brazil, typically pretty high elevations in that country. Um, you got guys that. I'm trying to think of other places that typically you see UFC UFC fighters come from that aren't in the States. Um, But I mean, if you, if you are worried about the altitude affecting guys, um, I think that it's, it's a card then that you bet fights to not go the distance on fights that you already would have not bet to go the distance. I think that it just kind of boosts that. Yeah. The one thing I saw is that, um, I don't want to. I don't want to lead into it too much. So I'll kind of say it. But I, I, I think it's going to play factor a little bit. Like Travis said, like going out there early can't help. But I think the last time I had Salt Lake City, it was Luke, Luke Rockhold fought somebody, 
and Luke Rockhold said he went out there for like two or three weeks prior, and he's like, that wasn't enough. Like I should I should have been out there like months before training because like two or three weeks didn't like. I mean, think when we all went to Colorado, like we were out there for a week. And every time we climbed, miserable. We don't we climb, about that week. I know, but and Travis and I would like climb a flight of stairs and be like, "What the fuck, dude? Like we're out of breath. Like it wasn't so. Yeah. So that's fair, but both you gotta think both fighters going through the same thing, regardless. So yeah, it's not like one has the upper hand over the other. Because uh, I don't For think sure. anyone's training in Salt Lake City. So uh, Justin Gaethje trains in Denver. Yeah, but the. Downtown Denver isn't near the altitude as like the mountains of Denver or three thousand Salt Lake City, three thousand feet above sea level. Salt Lake City is like almost five. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's but it's Dustin Poirier trains in Coconut Creek, Florida, which is twelve. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big difference. <laughs> But both but these I guys have it. gas tanks. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but you, you also don't see Justin Gaethje having like an advantage whenever he's going to fight in Las Vegas at the same time. Well, Las Vegas is at high altitude, right? But he should have his gas tank. Theoretically, should be absolutely amazing anywhere outside of there. I don't think it works like that. I think like it's it's more of a thing for guys who aren't used to high altitudes going to high altitudes. More so than a guy who trains at high altitude going anyway. I just wanted to bring it up as a discussion point. I thought it was interesting talking about. We don't have to harp on. I usually hate looking into things too much like that. That's why oh, I, I did. I did. The only fight I looked into it too was the Gaethje Poirier fight because of the massive difference of, of altitude that they train in. So cool, cool. All right. Um, so we got that covered. Pick wise, what? Uh, what is your first pick on this card on this ballot? So I actually got a couple in the early, I actually got a couple in the early prelims. Uh, not the first fight. Uh, I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna kick it off with the first fight. Um, just a, it's like a uh, consequential thing because last weekend um, in one in the fight night I had a girl who was a high who was a heavy favorite in one of my parlays and she lost like early or it was either last weekend or the or a couple weekends before. Uh, so any any girl that's ever, you know, got high odds, you just always got to take the value with the underdog, um, unless it's like a pound for pound beast like Nunez or Wiley or a girl like that. Um, outside of that, Miranda Maverick uh, is going against Priscilla. I'm not even gonna try to say her last name. Uh, Miranda Maverick. <laughs> Miranda Maverick two and three in her last five, with her wins not being impressive by any means. Flip side, Priscilla has had three knockouts in her last five at plus 240. You got damn sure I'm taking that at the half unit to start the night off. Yeah, not a bad bet. Um, I also am going to, in the next fight, Matthew Semmelsberger versus Euros Medich. Medich? <laughs> I don't yep. know. How, how, how would you say that? I don't know. It just looks like Medic to me. Yeah, but it's got that weird like little tilde on the sea, and it's throwing me off. Um, but anyway, I, I'm actually going to take Euros, um, the, the Serbian. Oh, um, absolutely. He's he's a plus one sixty five underdog. He is all eight of his Ws have been by finish. Um, six of them by TKO. This Semmelsberger guy has lost two of his last three and three of his last six. Um, I just think that the other guy has more to prove. Um, he looks like the sharper fighter. Bonus pick in this one. 
I think Medic gets it done. I don't think it's gonna be super early. So I also like the I also like the over of one and a half rounds at minus one thirty five. That's questionable because five of his last five fights have not gone over that. But yeah. I just I don't think it's a little bit where this guy's gonna lay down. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I just I I have I have uh Uros Uros Medik as well. Uh, it's Semmelsberger at minus two hundred is a head scratcher uh, to me. He's five and three in his UFC career, and he hasn't really fought anyone of any like substance whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Medik, the only the guy he's lost to in the UFC is Jalen Turner. Outside of that, um, he's done. He's won all of his fights. So Absolutely. I'm gonna take him at one unit at plus one seventy right. sixty five. I'm not tossing out units. I'm just giving out picks. You guys can put your own value on them, but um, I like that. So the next fight, I do like the – I also like the pick in the last fight in the early career, the C.J. Vergara versus Vincent Salvador. Um, I actually like Vergara here, minus 155. Salvador's 0-1 in the UFC. Vergara's a little more seasoned, I think. Um, I don't know how he gets the job done. I just think he does. Uh, this is just like a gut thing, like – Really kind of makes sense because we're taking two dogs in the early prelims. There's no way we're going to have a dog sweep on the early prelims. So, got to go Vergara here at minus one, 155. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't hate it. I just didn't look a whole lot into it. Didn't know either of the guys. So, kind of passed up on it. Next two fights are kind of heavier favorites. Um, unless you had a prop bet in those, we'll skip by them. Um, I actually I, I got Flowers at plus 220. Oh, I don't love that, but that's okay. Tell me why. So uh, he's been on heater. He's won four fights in a row, including a, a Dana White contender series win last August. Was supposed to make his debut in February, but it was canceled due to his opponent backing out. Matthews has lost two of his last three fights. I think he's a boring fighter. You look at all, a lot of his a lot of his wins and even just overall fights, they go to decision. I think uh, Flowers is a KO artist. I think he's this is his first like legit fight in the UFC outside the Dana White Consider Series. He's going to be head hunt, head hunting, and I think he's going to look for a KO. So again, just some value there. So that's that, that's where I'm going with that one. That's fair. I have I was going to throw Jake Matthews in the parlay, but maybe I'll take him out just for uh, interference sake. Um, so with that, without that, uh, I don't have anything in the Kapilov Ribeiro fight. Uh, don't like let's roll it. On yeah. into, let's roll on into uh, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Uh, Derek Lewis plus one seventy, de Lima minus two hundred. Um, Derek Lewis might be having like one of the most historic meltdowns in UFC career history <laughs> at the moment. Um, I mean, it almost seems like he just gets in the octagon. He just wants to get his fucking head beat in. Uh, <laughs> one and four in his last five, with the one win being a knockout of Chris Dawkins. However, he's only fought killers. Cyril Gaon, Ty Tuivasa, Sergei Pavlovich, uh, and Sergei Spivak. With that yeah. being said, uh, I mean, I'm going to – anytime he's out there and he's an underdog, I'm going to take him. Delima. Nothing to write home about. I've watched some of those fights. They're pretty boring, mediocre power. Uh, unless unless Derek Lewis is coming into this fight wanting to retire, then I got to take him. Plus 170. Yeah, I, I, I came into this one not having a pick um, just because I think it's two TKO artists with a very meh history, especially the recent history. Um, 
What's what I thought was intriguing, Travis, is that Derek Lewis has never lost a decision. Like when the fight goes the distance, like he wins every single time. I don't know if he can knock Delima out. So my like one pick was going to be Lewis by, by by decision. See, I'm on the see. Delima has the gas tank to stand though. If it, if this, I feel like if this fight gets out of two rounds, he's gonna he's done for. Unless maybe you've had the first two round. rounds. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I don't love anything in this fight. I'll probably ride Derek Lewis with you just because I love Derek Lewis. Um, but that's not an official pick for me. I don't like really anything in this fight. Okay. Ethan, it. feel free to hop in if you ever decide if you want to pick. Feel free that to throw your two cents in. I I am enjoying the banter. All right. Fair Actually, enough. no names on this card, which is nice. I always enjoy the fact that when there's fights that come up, that it's more than just like the main card where I'm like, oh. I know those guys, but I don't know anybody else's <laughs> card actually has some some names that I'm uh, familiar with. So that's always fun for me because yeah. it makes me want to watch other other fights. Cool. I'm just like, I don't want to stay up, especially on the East Coast. You don't want to stay up for the main card at fucking 1 a.m. Or not main card, it's the tough. main event at 1 a.m. When, when Holly Holmes fighting. <laughs> Holly Holmes so. fighting at fucking 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, so uh, this one I'll probably tune in for sure. Absolutely. All right, uh, the last fight on the prelims, I do believe, Gabriel Bonfim, Trevin Giles. Uh, Trevin Giles just supposed to fight Cody Garbrandt a few weeks ago, and that fight didn't happen. But I don't love anything on this fight. It's a parlay piece for Bonfim, but that's about it. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't. It's weird if you look on the UFC website. It's very they have it. They have the odds fucked up on the UFC website. They have Trevin Giles as the minus three fifteen favorite. I'm like, that's not right. Um, and, uh, no, Bond is definitely a parlay piece. Travis, you might like this one. I like a little same game, same match parlay here. Bond theme and under two and a half rounds is minus 140. And the same, and the same pick? Yeah. Bond theme and under two and a half rounds. Minus 140. That's not horrible. Basically, just him to knock him out, or him yeah, to finish he, him inside the distance. Basically, bomb yeah. him inside the distance. Yeah, you could do that too. That, I, that wasn't an option on uh, best fight odds. Has been kind of slouching lately, um, and then it wasn't on Bavada yet. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to parlay these two together and see what I can get." So um, again, you might want to look by just bomb theme inside distance. That might be your best bet come Saturday, um, because I think he's going to finish him. He's fourteen and zero. Never had a fight to go the distance, and seven of those fourteen wins have been first round finishes. So, you got it. All right, kicking off the main card: Michael Chiesa, a name you probably haven't heard uh, in a while. He's appeared in more commercials than he has fights lately. We're seeing Kevin Holland, Michael Chiesa oh plus one twenty five, Kevin Holland minus one fifty. All right, this is Chiesa's first fight in nearly two years. He hasn't fought since November of 21. He hasn't won since January of 21. This is a fucking absolute uh, daddy hammer for me. This is a daddy Yeah, hammer I feel thing. like I feel like at this rate in the last two years the game's the game's moving on and evolving outside of Michael Chiesa. Kevin Holland's fought five times since Chiesa has last stepped into the octagon. It's three and two in those fights. He's lost to Hamzat and Wonderboy. Uh, he holds a five and a half inch reach advantage over him. So I the main key for him in this fight is keeping this on the feet. If he can keep this on the feet, he wins this with ease. I have Kevin Holland uh, for two units. 
yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to say how much I'll put on it. It's gonna if I'm if I'm looking if I'm sitting pretty come Kevin Holland time, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the hammer on him. This is probably my favorite pick of the entire card. Um, just his level of competition is much greater than what Kies has even faced the last time he stepped in the octagon. And Travis said if he can keep it on the feet, he's good. But I mean, also, I mean, you know, Holland's not terrible on the ground. He's got two subs in his bag. Uh, no, that's where a, that's where Kiesa excels. So I understand, I understand, but yeah, I don't think he's going. I don't think it's going to matter. I think if anything, he's either going to knock him out or keep his distance with that reach and just outstrike him, take him to a decision and beat him. Um, so yeah, Holland at minus one fifty. I know it's like you look at that, it's like oh minus one fifty, but to get those kind of to get that to get that number for a favorite in UFC fight that you're so confident about, I think is I think is is good value in my opinion. Yeah, anything anything under two hundred in UFC yeah. uh, is is worth taking. Anything above that, obviously not. Uh, so a lot different than you know other sports. Next fight, um, <clears throat> something that is is another you know sad sight to see: Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Tony Ferguson plus three twenty, Bobby Green at minus four hundred odds. I I'm just preface this by saying. No disrespect, but I'm sorry. Bobby Green is a minus 400 favorite. Yeah, I know. I, I know Tony Ferguson's coming off five losses in a row, but again, but look at who the are, killers. Yeah, Diaz, Chandler, Daryush, Oliveira, Gaethje, the best in the business at this weight class. Um, I know Tony Ferguson uh, is dropping. He dropped down, correct? Because usually is one, he he was 170, but this is down at one. No, nah, he's always he's, he, he's always one fifty five. He fought Diaz at one. I think Diaz. I think the Diaz fight was at one fifty five too. No, he's listed. He's listed at one seventy one on UFC's website. So I think he. he okay, so went, went up to fight Diaz, but all, all those other fights been one fifty five. And let's not let's not slice it. I know we we all love Michael Chandler. Travis especially does. But like there were some times when he was fighting Chandler before Chandler had that front kick where he was he was actually putting the pressure on Michael Chandler. Oh, he actually, lost the first round. Yeah, Michael Chandler lost that first round. Yeah, um, for sure. So I just think like Bobby Green. You look at the rough competition he's faced, uh, and it's not a whole lot. He hasn't won a fight since 2022 against Nazrat Hack Paras, and then Ally Aquinta. So like, not near the competition that that uh, Ferguson's fought. Granted, he did get knocked out by Islam, got knocked out by Drew Dober, then just had a no contest against uh, Jared Gordon. He also lost but, to Fazayev too. Well, like a while back. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying his, his losses aren't, aren't, aren't slouching. It's just like you look at his losses versus the ones that the, the literally they put Tony Ferguson on a fucking murderer's row. Like I, I was talking to, he was, friend. he had three law. Lo- he had three losses before this stint and his whole career is 26 and three. Yeah. And now he's 26 and, now, and eight. And you look at that, it's kind of got a blemish on it. But again, look at those fucking killers, man. Uh, I also like, you can't not take, like if you're putting Bobby Green in a parlay, cause you're, you're a UFC casual and you're trying to cook up a parlay, like all oh, this guy's minus 400. Like don't. Fucking! If you're gonna listen to one piece of advice that we have, do not do that. I he may win, but it's not worth it because Ferguson at the value here at plus three twenty. I had him at plus three hundred. Seems like he's going up. I don't know if they know something we don't know, but um, I think it's insane. Also, bonus pick 
I got two. I got Ferguson by decision plus five fifty and over two and a half minus one fifty. I don't. I don't think Ferguson can finish him. To be honest with you, I think I think he'll outstrike him. Out, you know, out grapple him. Maybe try to take him to the ground a little bit. Uh, but I, I just don't see him finishing Bobby Green in, the, in, the, in this one. We'll see. I think if he doesn't win, uh, gotta hang him up. Time to call mm. quits uh, for sure. He can't lose six in a row, especially. You know, expect to be held around the UFC. I know the name value, but at some point you gotta eventually just kind of cut ties. So, gotta take for Tony Ferguson here. T for yeah. next fight. Another that's gonna be a certified banger. Next fight should be also a banger. Um, Steven Thompson, Wonder Boy, minus one fifty versus Michelle Pereira, Pajeda, however you want to say it. Uh, Michelle, this he's a guy who just comes out and just wants you know violence, but. The name value and talent level from Wonder Boy to Michelle to only be a minus one fifty favorite is kind of insane to me. No offense to him, but this is easily Michelle's like biggest name he's gotten in his fighting career mm-hmm. by a country mile. So I mean, if Wonder Boy comes out, he can do what he did against Kevin Holland. He's going to dominate, start to finish. Uh, love Wonder Boy here just as much as I love Kevin Holland the last fight. Yeah, I think Wonder Boy wins. Um, I, so I, I think that's that's a good pick there. I also like for the fight to go the distance. I don't see Wonder Boy getting finished um, in this fight. I think it's pretty. I, I think it's pretty bad odds, though, isn't it? Minus one sixty eight for the fight to go the distance. Not horrible. No, not horrible. That was that was my pick in this one, just because both fighters go the distance a lot. Um, Eleven out of nineteen UFC fights for Wonder Boy have gone to decision, and five out of eight for Pereira have gone to decision. So, uh, bonus pick, uh, Travis, you like this Wonder Boy by decisions plus one fifty. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he was going to finish Howland though, and he did. I mean, the way that he, if he's just practicing what he's been doing on that on the stand up side, I don't know how. Yeah. You're gonna beat him, so. No, yeah. Whenever he got uh, Connor brought him in on Ultimate Fighter, and he was, and then I saw him on TikTok doing those question mark kicks. I'm like, those are fucking naughty, dude. Like those are. I mean, he. I think he. I want to say he broke Kevin Holland's arm. He did because he yeah. he was he was blocking so many, yeah. so many kicks. God, how long ago was that? When was that? That was that was last year, late last year. That feels like it wasn't that long ago because now we're talking about how Kevin Holland's fought five times and he, I forgot he broke his arm from blocking the kick so many times. Yeah. That was, yep, December 3rd of last year. So, okay. All right. All right, we got the two huge fights coming up, and I I, I love a pick in both of them. Uh, yeah. Jan Blahovitz 125 against Alex Pereira coming up, Poetan. Uh, first fight at light heavyweight. Everyone thinks he's going to come up and dominate. Uh, Terrible. This is uh, nightmare. This is a, a fight where like casuals come to die. They look at this and they think Alex Pereira getting good value. He's a beast. They don't really know what Jan Blahovitz is capable of. Um, if you if you think he's going to stand and bang with them, Jan Blahovitz has legs made of wood. If you think that he can't. If he thinks that he can't stand a bang with him, he's going to take him down. Look what he did to uh, Izzy. Yeah. I mean, I love Jan Blahovitz minus one twenty-five here, three units. If I'm if I'm up, if I'm down, I'm I'm laying wood on him. Yeah, 
first of all, me and Travis love Polish power here. Um, he's a great guy. He's super, super likable. Um, he's never said anything bad about anybody. Um, and listen, dude, I, I think Alex Prayer is could be good at light heavyweight. I think that's his natural weight class. I think the weight cuts down to 185 really, really hurt him. That's why his chin was compromised when he lost to Izzy last time. But this is a terrible, terrible – like, I don't know who pitched this fight to him, who in his management said, hey, yeah, take the, let's take this guy. Like, if you want him to fight a top guy at light heavyweight, maybe like a Johnny Walker or like a Volkov, maybe. I, mean, I feel like he could have just went straight in and Jamal Hill, but Jan could beat just about everyone at light heavyweight outside of uh, – I mean, let's, let's talk about – Jan's been like the gatekeeper of this division since 2019. Um, as a matter of fact, his only two losses since 2018 were to Glover Teixeira, the champion, and to he just looked uh, off that night. Yeah, and to Thiago Santos, who after he beat Jan Blachowicz, went on to fight John Jones and took John Jones to places that John Jones didn't want to be. Like let's let's if if Thiago Santos doesn't tear his entire knee in that John Jones fight, he might have been champion that night. Um, I know. Do you remember that fight, Ethan? We all watched that at Pimlico. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man, yeah, that, that's been a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's that's how long Jan Blahovitz has been like top dog in this division. Like he's been number two, number three, was champion for a little bit. Um, I just see, I just don't see Alex being able to get close enough to hurt him or hurt him well. Like because he caught Izzy with a couple shots, and like Travis said, Jan's got a good chin, and Jan's got that one punch knockout power. And we saw what happened to his chin in Izzy. All it took was a. I didn't. Even, I didn't even know what happened in that last fight. He just got caught and fell down. I think if he, he got, if Jan gets he him, got caught uh, in the first round too. Like he almost was that in the first round that he almost got knocked out. Yeah, or was that in the yeah. first fight? It was in the first fight. He almost got knocked in the first fight and yeah, he came back from. Fight. I'm sorry, like no, no diss to Izzy, although he's a cringy champion. Like he doesn't have the power that Jan Blachowicz has, and. Oh, no. um, yeah, like Travis said, Jan can also wrestle too. Like he's like that's not like his go-to, but he can also defend a takedown. He's got really, really big tree trunks for legs. So I like Jan at minus one twenty-five. Bonus pick on this one too, Travis for some value. Double dip a little bit. Jan inside distance plus one sixty. I think that all it's going to take for him is to get is to get clipped by one punch, and if it doesn't put him out, he's going to wrestle from there on out. It's, it, all it takes is one, and that's what worries me. Because if he wrestles him from then on out, he's going to sit on him for. Because this is only yeah. fifteen. This is only three round fight. It is. Uh, you're right. I forgot about that. It's only three round fight. So maybe maybe not that inside this. I do like it though because I think if Jan does catch him, Jan's a killer. Like you've seen Jan whenever he sees someone stumble or fall back, he like he runs after him. He does. He's not that guy that sits back and waits. Um, so I'm and I'm like I I do like. Alex Pereira, but I'm rooting for Jan in this fight 110%. So this is this is part smarts, but part rooting interest. And the whole Jan Blahovitz, uh like the ritual thing about how like he found he found the guy like that killed himself. Do you do you have you heard that story? Ah, oh, dude, I've heard so much shit watching UFC fights. I, saw, I tuned like ninety percent of it. Out I want to so. say, I want to say this is how it went without me looking into it. He was just on the Believe Me podcast, but I want to say that he found a guy like that hung. He, I think he hung himself or killed himself in like a forest, and, and he goes back there before like a lot of his fights. It's really weird, but that's like some deep shit that you don't. He you don't take with energy. you anywhere else. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fucked. That's yeah, that is true. I mean, like I said, he hasn't lost many fights, so yeah, I love Jan Belovitz here. So let's talk about the let's talk about, uh, about the main event. Uh, we'll wrap this up here in the next probably five ten minutes. So we'll move on to some NFL stuff for you guys. Main event BMF title. Travis, you saw this. Jorge Masvidal said he's going to be there to present the winner of the belt. Hope he gets hope he gets blindside punched and sent to the hospital. No, don't do that because uh, Ben Askren texted Dana White today and said, I would love it. That's a rematch. Another, yeah, I would love another shot at him. I would, that would be amazing because <laughs> that was a fluke-ass fucking – that pro- projected him to the BMF title. Let's put For it that sure. way. Um, Travis, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. We kind of talked about it on top, you know, about, about, the, about the altitude difference. Um, these, these guys, this is Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, too. Poirier, they banged in the first one, and Poirier caught him in, in round four. It was late. How do you see this one playing out? Oh, it's tough. Um, I think either one can take it. That's why the odds are so close. Minus 150 for Poirier, plus 125 for Gaethje. I think, though, all around that Dustin is a more well-rounded fighter. You know, you always hear about Justin Gaethje's wrestling, but you never see it. He refuses to let it, you know, emerge. I feel like Dustin Poirier has weathered more storms. He almost got knocked out by Michael Chandler. He got thrown down, picked up over his head, thrown down, reversed it, got a rear naked choke, and submitted Michael Chandler. Uh, he's already knocked him out once. I'm th- I'm saying no trilogy on this one. I think Dustin Poirier gets it done inside distance. I think he's got heavier hands. I think he's more technical on the feet. Got to take him. I like it a lot, too. All right. I hate Justin Gaethje. I don't. I'm not a fan of. Uh, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not a fan of either of these guys. To be honest, I'm not either. either. I just hate uh, Justin Gaethje more. I liked Poirier until he. I don't know. I just feel like he thinks he's better than what he actually is. I mean, let's let's be real. He's pretty I mean, damn good. He's good. He's good. But he's not as fuck. He's he had the interim belt at one point in time. Lottie fucking da. Um, so I mean, but these two dudes are dogs. Like in their last six fights. Their only two losses, each of them have two losses, the last six fights have been to Charles Oliveira and Khabib Nurmagomedov. Two champions, two legends of, of, of the sport. Um, I do think, unfortunately, for Dustin Poirier, because I think if this fight is anywhere else, I think Dustin Poirier wins it. I do think the altitude will get to him. I think this fight's going to go long. I think it's going to go into the fourth and fifth round. Um, but I think Dustin, I've seen him do it before. When he starts emptying the gas tank and doing that little thing with his hair and fixing his shorts and trying to do all that shit to like you know buy some time, I don't know if that's going to work here. Um, I just think that he empties the tank early, gets a little gas, more gas than what he thinks, more and, and more than what a lot of people can think of the altitude. Um, and I think Justin finishes him in round four, or round five. It'll be late. I won't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the other way around. So this is not like one I'm going to hammer, but. Um, I'm, and it's, neither of these guys are parlay pieces. So let's just let's just put it that way. Um, but I, I do like Justin Gaethje get done. I don't think a trilogy happens super soon because I think uh, there's just other fights for these guys to have. So wrong. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. That's it. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry. I I don't know. I mean, it could like I said, it could go either way. But I think that. Of the oh, yeah. finishers, um, Dustin Poirier is a better finisher. I mean, he took. Oh yeah. Uh, he he finished Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje took him to a decision. Justin Gaethje took Fiziev to a decision. Um, 
I mean, if you look, if you really like, again, diving super deep into it, you look at his last finishes. Start off with Tony Ferguson, who back in 2020 still wasn't. I mean, we don't know what he was back then. Cerrone, Edson Barboza, James Vick, like guys who are good but never like great. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. I like. I'm, I'm gonna roll with Poirier. I think he's the more likable of the two. Fucking Justin Gates, he just looks like a nerd. Yeah, I mean, I don't like either of them to be honest with you. Um, but we'll see. I'm pumped for the fight. I'm gonna convince you because we're watching it together. We can't be rooting against different people. There's, there's got to be ways we can, we can hedge it a little bit. But I, like I said, like I, I would have just said, I said Gaethje in round four, round five, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the other way around. Like out of all the picks I've given you tonight, like this has to be the one I'm the least confident in next to like the fucking Tony Ferguson and um, Flowers guy. You know, like outside of the, one, the, the fights that are close that we want to have been super confident on uh, or like the fights that are close that we've been very confident on, like this isn't it. I, I just think Gaethje gets it done. Um, I have to look up the stat. There's a stat when, like, in like a rematch, where the guy who lost in the first time wins like a a, a bigger percentage of the time in in, in these things. Um, so, with that being said, UC twenty one this weekend should be a banger. Travis will be watching together. It's his birthday weekend. Happy early birthday to Travis! And uh, we're gonna take a little piss break and then move on to the NFC and AFC East previews. All right, rolling it on with the. Divisional previews. We're going to start off with the AFC East. Roll it on into the Bills. Since they won the division last year. Fuck them. Subtractions from the seat from that last season. Tremaine Edmonds, Case Keenum, Isaiah McKenzie. Those are the big names. Additions. Remember, these are key. And if I forget any, feel free to chime in. Additions. Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, Connor McGovern. Leonard Floyd, Trent Sherfield, and in the draft, they got Dalton Kincaid, Osiris Torrance. Um, my offseason grade, I am going to give them a B plus. I think for wow. what they lost, I think for what they lost, they successfully replaced it. Can't really knock a team for being good and then not adding a superstar because they didn't need to. They yeah. added, in my opinion, the best tight end in the draft. Uh, in recent drafts to pair with Dawson Knox, great interior offensive lineman, Osiris Torrance. Yep. And now I've running back depth, but they, which they've lacked for years, uh, relying on Devin Singletary. Someone got hit by a jet ski, so they don't have him anymore. But what? Wait, what? You didn't see that? Naheem Hines <laughs> got hit by a jet ski. Oh, uh, I did see that. Yeah. Okay. I saw yeah. that earlier. Either, <laughs> okay. way, <laughs> either way, this team. They're going to be right where they've been for the past few years. Um, yeah. They didn't lose a whole lot, but they added better pieces. That's why I gave him a B plus. I also gave him a, also gave him a B plus. Travis forgot one loss. They lost Roger Saffold, but again, they replaced that with Osiris Torrance, who I had very very high in the draft. I think I had him as a first round talent in our in our draft, and they got him in the second round. So um, I also had, had him in a B plus. They they lost what they lost. They replaced so. I I don't want to call Jared out on the spot, but you said I give him a B plus. Jared said wow, and then he said I also gave him a B plus. I think that's probably why he said wow. I guess yeah, I couldn't I see wow. his face. I thought he said wow because he was like surprised you gave it to him. So that's high. what I, I thought like, too. No, the fact the fact that we can give like A plus A A minus like so many different fucking letter grades and we had the same one. So that's fair. Me and Ethan were him. off by a the like by a letter grade each time. 
like yeah. half a letter. And I'm going to be off again because I, again, I was trying not to be super generous the last couple episodes. I feel like last episode I was a little more generous. Um, I gave them a B. Um, I thought it was a good off season. They got the tight end in the draft that I was begging the Packers to take, um, which obviously did not happen. Um, but overall, like you're right, pairing him with Dawson Knox, having two really good tight ends who can not only block but also get out there in space and do some damage, I think is really important for that. And like you said, Osiris Torrance is also such a good pickup in the draft as well. Um, lost Naheem Hines, like you said, so that's kind of a, a shitty – situation but i think that their running back room is is better than it's been I mean, in years past even without him so super shitty i don't know the dude was sitting idle on a jet ski and someone fucking railroaded him with another jet ski mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous yeah. sucks man why are you riding jet skis in buffalo well he's probably on vacation it wasn't in <laughs> <laughs> he says up there on lake ontario fucking <laughs> In a fucking park, jump off Niagara Falls. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> All right. Um, are we going to mow through their schedule, or are we just going to give our prediction? Um, I actually did record predictions this week before running through this, or without running through the schedule live. Yeah, me so too. I'd like to give our win totals first, and then if we want to run yeah. through a team, we can. Nah. Um, if we're like, oh, why? Like, why do you have? Yeah, them? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I had them at uh, call me crazy, but I think they have a little tough schedule. I, I had them at maxing out at eleven and six. Oh wow! Mm. See, I had them at thirteen and four. Um, Same here, Ethan. I also even with a tough schedule. I I just think that that team is so good. Now I I do hear you with that, Trav, because this division is so good that there's a lot of games that they might drop in this division. They might split with at least two teams, if not maybe get swept by one of them. Um, I had them splitting on the schedule with both the Jets and the Dolphins, and I had them sweeping the Patriots. Um, yeah. I got them sweeping but, everybody but the Dolphins. I got them so that's my thing. My thing was you got two games versus Miami. Um, I think the Jacksonville game is tough. Uh, Fair. They got to play – at Cincy, they got to play at Philly, at Kansas City. I think the Dallas game is going to be tough late in the year. They got to play at LA late in the year. Um, some tough games. So I think they so drop, give you, I mean, my four games. losses, my four losses were one to the Jets, one to the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Chiefs. I had them beating the Jags. I had them beating the Eagles. Oof. Um, yeah. Oof. So you got to think, it's tough also, games, but. When you're going through schedules too, you give them, you give them the easy games. You got to think. Every oh, right, team is sure. bound to drop a bad game at least yep. one. Yeah, what's what's you. what's intriguing? I hear I hear what Travis saying that that Jags game is in London, so oof. And the Jags have experience playing over there. I can see that. I can see him dropping. Well, I think off. Travis, what's their win total at? Yeah, pull it up if my phone. If you can so find it, because I'll tell you this: if it's like twelve and a half, I, I would bet the under because I like I have them at thirteen and four. But I think that again, that's. My thirteen and four is like that is what their ceiling is. They're not going to win yeah. fourteen games. I, so. I, I agree because I, I just said that that Jacksonville game in London's tough. Um, I got them winning. I got them beating the Chiefs, actually. So if it's eleven and a half, I would even still consider betting the under. Dude, I'm about to. <laughs> and it's not loading. About to throw my phone. I swear to God, I, I had I it loaded up. Nope, nope. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> I'll do it live. Do live, fuck it. You guys keep filling. So I just um, think I don't know how much more I can fucking fill. Um, <laughs> well, like at some point, this team's got to drop off. 
No. I agree. Yeah, no. I, I think agree. that they're – well, I don't know. I think they're wide receiver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call him out. I'm going to call him out. Travis, he said, he said he hopes, but he never says he hopes if he doesn't think it actually happened. Travis said, I hope we, meaning the Dolphins, sweep them this year. So I think Travis deep down somewhere thinks that we can't sweep them, which last year we could have and we should have if it was for that fucking snow game. We had him beat in Buffalo in the snow. I think the Dolphins have gotten better. I think the Jets have gotten better. So I could see it too. Maybe I'm remembering. You want to hear their total? Yes. What is it? Ten and a half. Oh, over. Every time. I feel like Minus I have one. That's they're, easy money. Sorry. They're not they're, just ten games. And then it's split. I mean, you don't get great odds, minus 150. If you want to do the under 11 and a half, it's minus 165. So, yeah, see, Give and we the- all had them over 10 and a half. Yeah. So I feel like you almost have to take them over. Travis, like yeah. I'm saying, on your schedule, do you see them dropping another game somewhere at, at 11 and six? Let's see. I have one. I could see two, three, four, five, six. I mean, I think they I think they go eleven and six and that would be I see anywhere from ten to seven to twelve and five, nothing better. Okay. So the over is a consensus. I would personally take it if minus one fifty wasn't such a shitty fucking value. If I'm like a big time high rolling gambler, if you're like, hey, I'm gonna th- I think the Buffalo Bills, let me put a hundred bucks on that and collect it at the end of the year, it's worth it. I did it with and the parlay it with some of the other things we've talked about. And can you yeah, though? Past weeks, but I, yeah, I remember we couldn't when we looked we on the first. We couldn't, we couldn't parlay futures. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, um, all right. I, I, it's fine. Let's go. Let's 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 go to Miami. Yeah, turn to Miami. Uh, some key subtractions: Mike Gesicki, Landon Roberts, Byron Jones. Which not really a subtraction because his bum ass didn't play, and I hope he never <laughs> even he gets to see a football for the rest of his life. Um, Eric key Rowe. additions were Jalen Ramsey. David Long Jr., Braxton Berrios, Deshaun Elliott, Robbie Chosen Anderson. In the draft, if you want to, if you even want to include these, I'll say some people from each draft. Uh, Cam Smith, not the golfer, the cornerback from South Carolina, and Devon A. Chain, who is has I think like the fastest Madden rating. Any running back? If I'm not correct, him and Raheem Mostert have the fastest running back speed in Madden. So he's a speedster. Um, we also lost all season grade. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's tough. To I gave them a B. I gave them a B without the Jalen Ramsey trade. It's a C. So we we might have different per, uh, perspective on here. I gave him an A minus. No okay. bias. It's hard to not give someone an A when you go out and get one of the best corners in the game, especially one of the best corners in you know the of this century. Uh, Draft was pretty pointless, but in terms of what they lost and got back, this team definitely got better to me. Tight end still remains a huge hole. Yeah. And offensive line depth. That's always a problem with every team. I'll split you right down the middle. Um, I gave them a B plus. I, all the points that you got that you both kind of just talked about. I also just like the, what they were able to retain. Um, I get that, like Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, they're both older running backs, but being able to retain that core with two guys that really understand Mike McDaniel's system, um, I think is important coming from the Niners. They both came out of that system. I think that with a full season under their belt and a training, a full training camp under their belt with him, I mean, they got 
what most are in the offseason last year, and then they picked up Jeff Wilson midseason. So, like, you get both of those guys in there um, with Tua. You get a healthy Tua, and then, again, like you said, adding Jalen Ramsey. Now, you've got arguably two of the best corners in the league on opposite sides of the field is, I mean, that's just second to none. And I get that, like, Xavier Howard isn't an addition, but adding Jalen Ramsey to that backfield, or not backfield, sorry, um, to that secondary – just just changes the entire dynamic of that defense. And one signing, I think, like Travis said, can bolster how good of a grade you can give them in the offseason just because of one guy. Also, on some, on, I agree with you there. Like, Jalen Ramsey takes it to the top of me. Something that I kind of continuously overlook, and you guys might laugh at me, but the addition of Mike White as the backup quarterback, like, he is a very <laughs> – listen, he's a very similar quarterback to Tua. Like – um, Fucking Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Jacoby Brissett were the antithesis of what Tua was. They're big. Skylar Thompson was literally the antithesis of a quarterback. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> they're slow. They take too long to read. Mike White is a gamer. He's small. He's quick. He's he he likes to get, to get the ball fast. So if Tua goes down, like they actually have somebody that can pick up and run the same offense. You don't have to completely change your game plan. So. I think that's a very underrated signing. So, yeah, I, I'm still going to keep him at a B just because I think it wasn't splashy, but like Travis said, like, and they were 9-8 and eight last year, so, like, you could have done better. It's not splashy, so you don't need to be. Like, teams that are, you know, 7-11, and 7-10, and 10, you need to be splashy. 9-8, you don't need to be. Tua was hurt a lot of the year. Yada, yada, yada. We get it. Um, record prediction. I have him at 10-7. and 11-6. I don't want to give away too much for the team that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but I had these two teams flip-flopping records. I think it could go literally either way. I think the Dolphins are either going to go 11 and 6 and 10 and 7 and I think the Jets are also going to either go 11 and 6 or 10 and 7. So, um, I just gave away my pre- right. like my record prediction there, but that's where I'm at. It's going to be one of those two. Well, we've got a good bet then. Um Miami Dolphins are plus 100 to go over nine and a half games. Give it, feed it to me all day. Why? And, if, and you if you love value, if you don't, if you want to give up some value, it's only minus 160 for eight and a half. Hammer. Find, find me, find me nine losses on their schedule. Find me nine well, losses. I think a lot of that is predicated on the health of Tua. I really do. Like, I think that Vegas is what? probably looking like, will he be healthy for seven? Here we go. I'll I'll give you I'll give you games that they could drop. Chargers, Chargers. I'm giving it that are droppable based on roster. Based on your theory of a couple weeks ago with the Broncos, the Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Bills. That's eight. There you you straight up just That's dropping everyone, man. Yeah, well, I missed him for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a maybe a, a Jets game, but they again they got to drop every single game that I just mentioned. So unless yeah. they have a fall apart year, there's no way. Yeah, like and everyone was saying how we had a t- super tough schedule coming in. Like I don't see it. So give me the over. They're they're going to be a playoff. The first team. the first four games are tough games. Three on the road at L.A., New England, Buffalo. Kind of tough. Travis, they do that to us. They do that After the bye, 
after the buy, that was great. You want to have easy games after the buy. Load us up with hard games before the buy. Give us easy games after the buy. There you go. Yeah, I agree. I, I this team, they did too much to not be good. They're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to compete for the division again. I think they're a dark horse division winner. I think the Bills still taken home, but um, I think they're going to be dark horse. So we all we all like that. I guess we'll, let's let's we all are in consensus that New England's the worst team. So let's move on to their third best team in the division. The Jets. Jets. Uh, subtractions. You got Mike White, Sheldon Rankins, Elijah Moore additions, Alan Lazard, Ethan's breakout player for the ninth year in a row. Maybe so. Um, Chuck Chuck Clark, Nicole Hardman, Adrian Amos, obviously Aaron Rodgers, and the draft notable name, Will McDonald, the fourth outside linebacker, edge rusher out of uh, Iowa State. For myself, go ahead. So they also did you mention Elijah Moore? Uh, yes, I did. That they okay. lost. Okay. Um, yeah. My my offseason great for them. Um, I'm gonna give them an A minus as well. I think uh, just in addition of a some sort of like substantial quarterback, just somebody back there that's not ass. Aaron Rodgers helps everything. Um, they filled the holes they needed to fill. Adrian Amos. Chuck Clark, um, they didn't really add any depth at wide receiver. I'm sorry, Lazard and Hardman aren't anything crazy for me. But Cobb was a good was a good uh, pickup in the draft. Outside of every other area, their wide receiver room I think needs help the most. It'll be interesting for me to see how they mesh in year one with Aaron Rodgers. Who's your tight end? Who's your tight end? Conklin. Dude, I'm sorry. This <sighs> Ethan. You're gonna hate me for a second. I don't like the Jets. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers went to a worse team. He has aging weapons. He doesn't have anybody that is like Travis said. They, Travis was talking about how the UFC. Well, he has Garrett Wilson. That's about it. Okay. Teams can figure that shit out. You have the you have the UFC trucks on how the UFC evolved. Think about how the NFL's evolved. Let's look at these dudes that are old as shit. They are getting the running back back. I can't remember his name. Who fucking blew his knee out last year? Brees Hall. But point. again, he's coming off an ACL tear. Yeah, I I just like I gave him an A minus because they did add talent. They went out, they got Aaron Rodgers. They added guys around him that Aaron Rodgers want. Um, underrated signing that I think they got that I'm bummed the Dolphins lost. Thomas Morstead is probably the best punter and one of the best punters in the game. Um, which a team like that's going to be punting the ball in in some situations might need some help with. Um, I I just. I gave him an A minus because they went out and got some talent. I just still don't think this team's there to compete, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think the Aaron Rodgers signing puts them, you know, into divisional winning realm like everyone has them. No, Ethan, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you guys entirely. Um, but just from if I'm looking at it from like an outside perspective, not somebody who's watched this division watch these teams like you guys are Dolphins fans so you see these teams a lot more than I do right like I typically just watch Packers games or the red zone um but I think Aaron Rodgers like Travis said like you you have regardless of what level of play he is at this year it is by far better than whatever the fuck they had last year and the year before um and so I think that that right there at least puts them at another level I think that the pieces that Aaron Rodgers was able to bring with him is important too. And I'm not necessarily talking about Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. I'm talking about guys like Adrian Amos, who 
suddenly now you've got a defensive piece that you maybe didn't have before. Um, I, I think the Miko Hardman signing is is a little more important than you might lead to believe like just it. because they have speed on the other side of speed. Receiver, though. Um, I, I mean, fair, but I, I, I just I think it'll that. be interesting to see how it plays with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who likes to throw the ball downfield if, if he can this year. We saw last year that there was a struggle with that. Um, but I think that their pieces, while older in some aspects, I think are – you kind of get a little bit of everything, right? Like Alan Lazard, again, not going to sit here and say he's a breakout player like I have before, but he's size. He's a he's a blocking receiver who's 6'5 and can catch the ball. You've got Michael Hardman who's got speed. You've got Garrett, Garrett Wilson who's dynamic. Um, but a big hole for them is their tight end, like you said. I, Tyler Conklin being your go-to guy in the tight end when Aaron Rodgers loves his loves. tight ends. Yeah. We've seen that with Big Dog, uh, Mercedes Lewis. We've seen that with Robert Tunyon a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, CJ Uzama too. If CJ Uzama, see, I didn't see that. I I only saw their. Um, What's he fucking eighty seven years old? He also gets hurt every other week. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I won't spend a shit ton of time on it. I do think they'll be better than. Um, oh yeah. I guess maybe maybe I'm not not what people are saying because I think people think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But like you guys I, are saying, like I don't know if they're gonna take a big step forward. I think they'll take a big step forward. I don't think it's gonna be like thirteen and four, twelve and five, big step forward. What were they? What were they last year? What was the record last year? Seven and ten or eight and nine, right? Something like that. They yeah, I, were. I, I got them in the same fucking round this year. Let's see. Uh, I think they way first of all way over exceeded last year. They were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and ten. I have them at eight, eight and nine, eight and ten. Or yeah, eight and nine. Sorry. Me too. Me too, Trev. I got me at nine. You guys already heard what I had them at. I just think they yeah. flip flop with the Dolphins. So either ten. So and you seven have them at nine and. Oh, you have a 10 and 7? Yeah, or 11 and See, 6. Like I said, I had it one or the other. The Dolphins are either going to squeak out that second place spot or the Jets are. It's going to be one of the two. So I know I said in like a, a tough schedule before the bye helps, but maybe not with a bye at week 7 like they have. So I mean, before they can, the they bye – 7, guys. I wouldn't say 0-7, but I definitely think they have a losing record heading the bye. They got Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City, Denver, Philly. Tough games there, for you sure. Keep, no matter what way you slice me it. give away my future. Um, but I'm not a big Cowboys believer this year either. So we'll talk about that in a second. So that game doesn't scare me. But the other ones, either way, in in Dallas, uh, in Dallas. you always got it. Yeah, in you always got it. Yeah. yeah, the the two games that they that they have a good chance of winning are away. Uh, the ones that are home, KC, Philly. I'm sorry, those are tough. And Buffalo, tough. Uh, then after that, you got be, 10 weeks be, straight. But then you've got 10 weeks straight of games. That's um, yeah, rough. Where you're playing, you know, some some tough games, some easy games. I don't think they win more than 10. I would be I would be surprised if they get to 10. Travis, what, what easy games you see in their back half of the schedule? Because what I see are Falcons at home and Texas at home. Those are the only two easy games I see. Um. Easy games, yeah. Uh, commanders at home. Uh, I missed, then, sorry, commanders, commanders, yeah. Commanders, Texas, and then I could, and then I could also see like less tough Giants, Raiders could be less tough. I was gonna say Raiders too, and I and if Raiders, Giants, if Raiders wasn't on the road, that's a cross country trip. I just say I'm not saying winnable, uh, winning. I'm just yeah. saying less tough. Um, and then I love this under boys. It's. Uh, Minus one fifteen on each side, nine and a half win total. 
yeah, they're not they're not winning ten games. I'll, I'll give you that all day long. I know I know Ethan's on the fence there, but I personally like it for myself. Yeah, I'll stay away from it, but I don't. I mean, I don't hate the fact that you guys are going to bet it because it's not like it's eight and a half or ten and a half or whatever. Do you want to hear? Ten and a half, I did. I know, I know. If this was a little bit less, it'd be great. But minus two fifteen odds, if you just go hammer at under ten and a half. If they You'd win 11 games, yeah. <laughs> and they'd be really pissed if they somehow squeak out. There's no, I'm sorry, I will, I would, I will get a matching ass tattoo on my other cheek if this team wins 11 <laughs> games. You still haven't gotten the first one yet. I got to get the first one. I have had zero time. I had had a child since then, but yeah. matching Ooh. tattoo on the other cheek if they because win 11 this, games. Because this season will end in like. December, right? January. I forget when the fucking season January. ends. You know what I mean. Yeah. We'll um, know by December. If by if I got a better bet for you, and you're gonna hate it, if the uh Jets win what what was it, eleven games? Eleven or games or whatever. Eleven, you have to wear a Blackhawks jersey to a blues game. Oof, that's tough. <laughs> I would I would do that. To, but it should be a Blackhawks blues game, but it doesn't have to be a I won't yes, go that far because I don't even know yes. what the schedule is. I will. But. I will pay for it. I'll pay for it. Okay. Okay. I think I'll it's better that. than an ass tag. Easy. So easy. Better yet, you we have can all go together. Get a black jersey from AliExpress. No, 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 <laughs> no. Not, we'll, we'll get one of the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like the jerseys that we can customize. Full sweater. It says, it says "I love sweater. Kane" on the back or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm not even going to go on any further jokes because it'd be bad. But yeah, <clears throat> they're not winning. Uh, I, I like that. I like that bet. Or, All right, or, I, have a, I have a better one before we move forward. Do the black or sorry, not the Blackhawks. The um, Battle Hawks hold like open tryouts at all? They do. Ooh. I think they. I think they just they happened. happened. They just happened. Yeah, we just lost Ethan. Um, <laughs> we did just lose Ethan. <laughs> yeah, he's spending. No, they did, yeah. no, they did. and that would be that would be quite the. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask if you wanted to go just for shits and gigs, like get some shit for like our. If it was, if it, it was been... the day after, like it was the day after something. It was, it was Fourth of July weekend. No, it was the day after the Morgan Wallen concert. Is what it was. Yeah, I think you're right. And you if it would have been, been a couple of hilarious. Oh God. It would have been embarrassing as what it would have been. Again, if this would have been five years ago, absolutely sign me up. Would love to do you it. You wouldn't have made it, but it, you would at least give yourself a shot. Yeah, I mean I would have looked semi competitive out there. Right yeah. now, it I feel like I could hold somewhat of an own against some of the dudes out there, but Nothing crazy. <laughs> playing, playing where? Playing where? What position? I can't. I think if you put me in the slot, I'd be all right. You're gonna take take a 200 fucking 40 pound linebacker crossing you and just laying your ass out on on, on a slant. Um, see, I'm not gonna get open until I hit the other side of the field. So, <laughs> so it's gonna be more. Am I gonna call game. the ball? <laughs> I, I'm think, not even I think you look back. Safety. I think you. I would say safety, but then like safety, you have to like maybe corner. To be honest with you, dude. Yeah, because you don't have to tackle a lot. Yeah, you don't have to like come up and like hit somebody. Like for me, like if I was gonna do it, I would just fuck. I guess I'd be. I don't know what I would do. Linebacker, fucking maybe maybe safety. If 
I got a little, a little leaner. I'm quicker. a fullback, maybe. Dude, I'm small compared to some of the fullbacks that I've seen. Maybe though, I don't know. It's something else. So, I mean, that's what I would think. It'd be fullback. Um, you're not going to succeed succeed anywhere else. You're too tall to be anywhere in the secondary on defense. Linebacker. Sorry, Ethan. Uh, they are. They already happened. This the yeah. tryouts for XFL already happened. Yeah. Um, we were wonder, talking about. We were talking about where we would have been able to try to that. succeed at, and I said gotcha. slot, and then Jarrett recommended corner for him. I said fullback. I don't know about that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know QB. <laughs> Shit. All right, let's hop into the Patriots, finish out this AFC East. Subtractions, Jacoby Myers, Jonu Smith, Devin McCourty. They added Juju, Mike Gesicki, frowny face, Jonathan Jones, Riley Reef. In draft, they picked up Christian Gonzalez and Keon White, defensive end from Georgia Tech. Overall, you have lost. And, yeah, okay, well, that's great. Even better. Um, oh, overall, their offseason grade, I gave them a B-. minus. Um, Juju signing would have been – great two years ago. He just doesn't seem to be as good as what he used to be. Offense, definitely the worst offense in this division on paper. But on the flip side, on defense, they're uh, they're throwing Gonzalez right into the fire, relying heavily on average inside linebackers. I don't I don't foresee this team being good. And I think Ethan yeah. doesn't either, or Jared even for that matter. No, I gave him I gave him a B minus as well. Um, which is crazy we have the same grades. Um, Everyone's banging the table about how great the Mike Kosicki signing is. Here's the problem. you got to have someone from football, and Mac Jones ain't it. Um, for me, what made their offseason great was they stole Christian Gonzalez where they got him in the draft. Like, that's literally made their entire offseason. Um, so, yeah, that's it for me. This team's not going to be good. Um, I gave him a C. <laughs> I I didn't think their offseason was that good at all. Even with the my thing was with the Gasicki signing is as much as I love Mike Gasicki as well. Not not even what two years ago, maybe three years ago, you got Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and how did that really turn out for you? Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, is a tight end signing like that really the just the game changer for your offense? I don't think so. With how many holes there already is in it, they got James Robinson too, which I actually kind of really like. Um, but you didn't really need him. Um, you've got, I mean, Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson had a hell of a breakout year last year. Damian Harris is there when he's healthy. Um, or nope, was there. He's when gone, he remember? But that's what I meant. It's like um, you had good running back play. And Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson, I cannot say that name, apparently. Um, Stevenson. Wine. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm in agreement with both of you, and I think even more so based on – kind of what I hinted at with records earlier is that this team is going to be hot garbage, in my opinion. Also, um, I, I can just know. Mac Jones sucks, so um, they you got that going for him. I already said that. I already, already said that for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm adding on top of it. It's trash. Yeah. Adding on I, all right, so brr, win totals. Let's rip them off. Ethan already told me his, but I'll, I'll tell everyone else. Yeah, because I don't think Travis heard it. Um, I have them at four and thirteen, and I was being generous. I, don't I think that's being generous. <laughs> I have them at I have, six and eleven. I also have them at six and eleven. 
Their win total, ladies and gentlemen, okay. is six and a half. Hammer. Hammering it. I don't, I don't like it. No, I'm saying I can't see them win seven games. There's Here you go. There. Nope, 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 nope. Seven and a half. Under is minus 140. Okay, I'll take that all day long. Right? They win in eight games. Because I think they start the year 0-4. Easy. Yeah, their schedule. I think their schedule is not great. So here, yeah, here's my thing: is I don't necessarily think they're like the second worst team in the NFL, but I think by the end of the year, because of the schedule they have to play, their record might make them the second worst team in the NFL. Um, I think Bill Belichick is going to regret not retiring after like about half. Like this might be a year where Belichick, Bill Belichick, like halfway through is like, "Fuck it, I'm done. I quit. I don't want to do this anymore." Like I, yeah. I could legitimately see that happening. Under seven and a half, minus one forty, might be the be- is the best bet of the night so far. I think. Yeah, I think so um, too. I have them starting the season at one and eight, and the only win that they have is against the Raiders, and that's a road game. So, see, I could, I but I on the flip side, if they have some uh, good games, Saints. I can very well see them being four and six heading into the bye. Saints at home, Commanders at home, Colts at home. I think those I think are all the Saints Colts, Saints. Colts is in London, Germany, or Germany. Else. Germany. Yeah. yeah, you're at Germany. We'll scrap that one. But Commanders at home and Saints at home. I think the Saints are going to be better than people think with Derek Carr. And I know Derek Carr is not some you That's know true. person right home with, but Derek better. Carr Derek Carr has eyelashes like he's in the two thousands Emo's band, so Hey man. Fall up boy used to be good. You know what if they, uh, if they beat the Saints at home, they're losing to the Raiders on the road then. They're gonna lose one of those. That's true. Fair. So we all agree Patriots are going to suck. So let's move into MVP, breakout player, rookie of the year. Let's kind of go through this pretty quickly because we're going a little bit long. MVP, I think we can all agree with this, right? Nope. No, I have uh, I have the definition of most valuable player to that team. Call me crazy, but based on last year, it's Tua. Um, because that's going to have an amazing year. So I'm not, I'm not saying it is the most valuable player to this team. You take him yeah. away. Look at what you had last year, though. We're not if talking had, about MVP of the league. We're talking about MVP of the show. I'm <laughs> saying you take him, you take him away. Okay, you replace him with a real starting quarterback, then you have a different story. But you take him away, you have backup quarterbacks who don't fit well in the system. He is the MVP of this team because when he isn't healthy and they have to rely on second, third string quarterbacks, they are useless. I mean, and, and when, to be fair, when he's in and when he's on and not fucking rattled and has his brain bounced around with fluid in his head. I mean, you have the Ravens game last year. You have the fucking Bills game last year. You have a lot of games where he showed out. So I, I, I get what you're saying, but I never thought I would hear those words. You're you are you're taking it out of context. Oh, he is I'm not gonna, in. I'm gonna take it however I want to take it, and you're not gonna fucking. Ethan take knows it. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but Ethan I knows know. how I feel. No, I still hate the fucker. I think he sucks. Well, but he's we all the only QB. We all know then that Jarrett's is Josh Allen, right? Am I yeah, wrong? 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, Jarrett Jarrett was laughing at the two of pick, but he might laugh at me even more. Mine's Tyreek Hill. Um, and the only reason is because of how highly he is talking about himself going into what he has proclaimed is what may be his last year. 
and he wants to be a 2000 yard guy and he wants to do all this for this team. I think he's going to show out because of that. When is he and it could that? be the game changer for the season. Yeah. He said he wants to be a 2000 yard guy this year. And it's, it's not unrealistic because you got to think that team had two guys over 1400 yards last year. Yeah. So you, you give a few of Waddle's yards to him and suddenly he's at 2000 yards. So, yeah. no. um, I like it because of his confidence and because of what he wants to do and what might be his last year in the NFL. I don't think it will be, but if it is, when did, when did he say that? When did he say something about he's he's got a four year contract? It was it was a um, when did he say this might be his last season? He didn't come out and explicitly say like after this year I'm going to retire, but he he talked about like you know I'm not long for this game. I don't I mean I don't know the exact quote, but it, he was kind of hinting at like if this is like a really good season, he might go out on a high note type thing. Cool. So Dolphins in the Super Bowl, it would be a good season. But um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't disagree there. So breakout player. I'm interested. I think this is an interesting one. So I will actually start. We'll go, let's go back to Ethan. Breakout player of, of the division. Oh, Not many go, right? options. Man, it's Alan Lazard. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, oh, man, you went right to me for that. And I honestly, this is the one that I struggle with the most, so I don't really have a pick off the top of my head at the moment. So if you guys have something, I will think okay. on it. Travis, go. Back. Uh, I have Tyquan Thornton uh, by default because there's not a whole lot to pick from in this division in terms of breaking out. I think defensive players in terms of breaking out are super tough to come by. Tyquan Thornton, someone's got to catch the ball on that offense. Um, he had a, an okay coming out last year in terms of establishing himself and this year he could just be a little bit better not saying he's gonna have a great year but better so yeah mine might be he might have already broke out into a lot of people, but i think this could be a big year for him i got jalen phillips from the dolphins so, yeah. um, go ahead i don't know you in our in our eyes like yeah he kind of like broke out the end of last year like he kept, came on strong he had seven sacks last year but I think I think the breakout there was never a breakout because his rookie year he did better than last year. He had eight and a half sacks his rookie year. Yeah, I just but I hear this, you. He, I almost he, like, he he cements himself like he's going to play. He's playing alongside a full season of Bradley Chubb on the other side of the football. He's got two Who fucking, fucking sucks. dogs. He's got two dogs in, in the middle. He's got Christian Wilkins, who's arguably one of the most underrated defensive tackles in the league. And then, you know, Zach Sealer playing. So, like, he's got a lot of dogs. There are people that can't focus on him all the time. So, I think he's going to – and we talk about AFC East where none of the offensive lines got better. They all got worse. And I, I think that he can really kind of have a huge year. So, that's my pick. Ethan, do you have one? I I do, but I don't like it. Like you weren't lying when you said that it was so hard to pick like a breakout guy in this division. Um, mine's James Cook, and that running back room is huge, so it's hard to feel confident in that. But I think he's going to be the guy for the Bills this year. Now you don't have Devin Singletary there, kind of eating snaps. You do have Damian Harris there eating snaps, um, <clears throat> along with a few part. other guys. I was looking at their depth chart, and it's ridiculous in that position. They don't have but Naheem Hines anymore, though. They don't yeah, have Naheem Hines anymore. <laughs> And I think that he's going to be, <laughs> I think that he's going to be their, their go-to guy. And it's just a matter of if he, if he can capitalize, but I, I don't, I don't like it. I almost like Travis's Tyquan Thornton better just because he's going to have more opportunity. But I mean, you could almost say Trent Sherfield because 
he's going to have opportunity in that year, offense with the Bills last as well. year. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And he, then he, the, Trent Sherfield can suck one because he trashed Tua on the way out of town. Um, whenever Tua literally probably put him on the map, I just hit him on a five yard slant when he run. But uh, because people were covering Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Rookie, All right, of, the rookie of the year. Easy, um, easy, Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Christian Gonzalez. See, I can't pick a corner in the first year getting thrown in the fire. Dalton Cade, I think he's one of the he's most. He's not getting talented. thrown in the fire. He's got what's his nuts on the. Oh no, they tra- they got rid of him, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have Stephon anymore. Well, they got rid of JC Jackson too, right? Oh, unless he just retired. No, he got traded to fucking LA. Either way, no. I mean, starting right off the bat is going to be tough in this division. Going to be impossible. Right. Uh, right. Dalton, I may have made a mistake. I don't think I think there's too many mouths to feed in that offense. I don't think Dalton. That's best for him. I think he's the most talented tight end. He's going to take over more uh, targets than Dawson Knox. I still wouldn't drop him in fantasy. You just go that way. Well, obviously. All right, let's roll on in really fast before we jump into the NFC because I just talked about breakout player James Cook, but I told you how big that running back room is. Does Josh Allen have more rushing yards than the entire running back core no. of the Bills by the end of the year? With He's how been much running a lot less. Yeah, but with how many mouths there are to feed, it depends on I guess it it's depends on how how much they go. I will with say like one lead guy. I guess that's what I will say whatever lead guy they end up going with, the leading running back rusher will have won't more have than Josh yards. Allen on his own. But won't have a thousand yards. No, oh, no, no one's gonna be a thousand yard rusher in that offense. No, no one will be. I don't. I don't think the AFC East has a thousand yard rusher. Maybe Brees Hall, but that'd be the only person I could think of. That's I could have been a good breakout player if he's healthy. Uh, Ramondre yeah. Stevenson might. Yeah. With no Damien Harris. Yeah. Maybe. All right. All right, NFC East, because we are fucking going pokey yeah. slow here. Let's roll. Let's it, Let's roll. <laughs> Cowboys. Roll it off, because uh, sorry, Jesse, you're gonna have to wait to hear the Eagles. Um, subtractions: Zeke, Connor McGovern. They added Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks, Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle from Michigan. I gave him a B plus. Uh, they added two of the better veterans in their respective positions. I don't agree with the Zeke release, especially or like let not re-signing him, especially with Pollard coming off of that nasty ankle injury he got in the postseason, but. They're still gonna probably be the same Cowboys they've been for the last twenty years. I give them a C. I think they Connor McGovern. I think was a bigger loss. We'll, we'll think when the you have a running game that's so integral to that to that offense, and the the people that they added outside of the draft are aging, like Stephon Gilmore, old as shit. But they're Coach, established, old as shit. Like, but they're not gonna be like fucking studs. No offense. Like, Brandon Cooks, maybe Brandon Cooks in 2015 would have been a good addition. Uh, Stefan Gilmore in 2017 would have been a good addition, but, you know, right now, I just, I, I don't like what they did. I gave them a C because I just don't, they, and that's not a, a bad grade. They just didn't do anything to be like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is the grade the Dolphins would have gotten if they didn't add Jalen Ramsey. And that this is kind of what, they didn't add that, that big name player. So, I gave them a B plus like Travis um, with like kind of like the caveat that I'm still not super sold on this team. Like I said earlier, 
Um, but I do agree with you. you. You stole one of my talking points, Jared, is that I think that some of the players they added um, while established are aging. I think Brandon Cooks had a pretty good year last year, which is which is helpful and hoping that he can still do the same with them. Um, but you're right, like Stefan Gilmore is getting old. Brandon Cooks is getting old. They retained Leighton Vander Esch, which I think is nice. But um, yeah. when you've got linebackers like that, it's like how long can they play in the league? Um, and it seems like their linebacking core always gets injured. Um, but I don't know. I just I think that it's a a solid group of weapons that they did add to their roster, which is why I gave them a higher grade. Um, because like Travis said, they are established while getting older. They've they've shown that they can play the game and they can play it well. Yeah. All right. With that being said, what do you guys have him at? I'll go first. I said all that about him. They weren't a bad team last year. Um, they didn't really lose or gain anything huge. I got them eleven and six. I have him at a ten and seven ceiling. I told you I wasn't high on him. I had them right at ten and seven. And so we're all, to... we're, all, we're all we're all right there. I have eleven. You guys got him at ten. God, dude, I'm sorry. DraftKings might have the worst app known to mankind. <laughs> That's why I don't use it. Known to mankind. Um, I think you guys, I think what's nice is that you guys were more realistic. So I was saying like I wasn't super high on because I think that a lot of people, and, and and it's Cowboy fans every year, right? No offense to Cowboys fans. Maybe a little bit of offense to Cowboys That's fans. your wife. Um, but um, they're always so high on their team. And so I'm like sitting here thinking that, you know, 12 and 5, 13 and 4, because that's what people just think the Cowboys are going to do every year. That's that's just not going to happen. So 10 and 7 to me is their high, is their high point. They might go 9 and 8. They might even go 8 and 9. But 10 and 7 is where I got them. Uh, I'm not going to touch this line. It's at 10 and a half. Nope. I'd bet the under. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I mean, it's not like a super confident pick, but I would bet that under. Nah. Their not schedule's not be. super easy either. It's not. I'm looking at it again. I'm just like, okay, well, some of these games they could drop, they couldn't. Like, I got them losing to the Lions on at home, but so I, I gave them a couple losses. I also gave them a win in Miami for some stupid fucking reason. Oh, I did that, <laughs> but I did. A lot of it just depends on Dak Prescott's play. Um, so we'll see. Yep. Next yep. on, moving on, Giants subtractions. The only key subtraction I found was Julian Love. Uh, pending Saquon Barkley's uh, situation. No, he got Additions. signed today. Oh, did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a pussy. What a talking all that shit. Just a fucking cave in and sign. Additions. Yep. Darren Waller, Bobby Okariki, Ashawn Robinson, and the draft they got Deontay Banks and Jalen Hyatt. Uh, their offseason grade for me, I gave him a C plus. Uh, main reason being, you could say, yeah, Darren Waller, Bobby Okariki, whatever. Draft was decent. I look at this wide receiver room, and I see nothing. I see nine different wide receiver threes. <laughs> nine of them. All throughout. Um, you, you kind of <laughs> one of my talking points. Um, I gave him a C as what – I don't know if you gave him a C plus, C, whatever. I gave him C in that range um, because Darren Waller looks like a great addition – I'm not confident the motherfucker's going to play more than six games. So it's yeah. like, how how confident can I be that that's a really good signing when I don't even know if he's going to contribute to your team beyond November? And so I just, 
I, I couldn't be confident with that. And then you, like I said, you took one of my talking points, that wide receiver room, just like it was last year. It is so bad. Me at all. Not even close. So I, if I were Daniel Jones, I would have left last year if you had the chance. Yeah, it's, it's horrendous. Um, I, I gave him a B minus, not quite a C plus, just because Darren Waller is a splashy signing. I think Bobby Okariki is an underrated signing. I think he was a solid linebacker in Indy. Um, but again, like Travis said, that's not what they needed. They needed these splashy uh, or, or, or big big name wide receivers to come into town. They had plenty of opportunities to get it. Um, they could have gone out and got D Hop. They didn't do it. Um, so yeah, I, I gave B minus. It was just kind of they didn't lose a ton. They didn't gain a ton. Yeah, but. They're, they're piecing together a solid defense, so I do respect that. Um, record prediction for them, I have them at 7-10. and 10. Oof, I got them at 8-9. Uh, Ethan. He's counting them up. Either that or he's frozen. Those look like pretty still eyeballs to me. My second one. <laughs> he is a frozen Ethan's having technical technical difficulties tonight. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't punch his computer screen like I did. <laughs> I mean, I just, we were talking about that before we hopped on. We were like, we got to ask Jared about his computer. He said, keep going. Uh, I'll be on in like two. All right, so he's having some technical difficulties. Jared had him at eight and nine. I had him at seven and ten. They're over under. Jared is right at seven and a half. Uh, wouldn't touch it. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't touch, touch it. No. Yeah, I just I don't trust Daniel Jones. Uh, the weapons are not great. Uh, Saquon Barkley. He, he, I mean, he's he's good when he's on, but he's definitely been depreciating over the years. That's for sure. But he has. I mean, he has his moments. And people wonder why, like, what, like all these running backs coming out. Like, why is running back de- so devalued? Well, you have people like Zeke and, and Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara and all these guys that are good for like two or three years, and they're, they're just like they're expendable after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's just- you're talking about a position that relies on five other positions. Yeah. So you got to think like for them to be good, they need five other people to do their job correctly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that might be why. We're talking about the running back position, Ethan. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I kind of caught the tail end of that. Um, What'd you have the Giants at? Oh, I had the Giants at. Pull it up really fast in my notes. I had them at eight and. So, so did Jared. I had them at seven and ten. They're over under seven and a half. <laughs> See, that's that's one I want. <laughs> did I miss something? I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna pass out. I missed. Hang on, I'm, guys. I might actually pass out. <laughs> oh my god! From laughing too hard. Ethan, the stars. When you're frozen, you're like. <laughs> I, I just go. I go. You're just reveling in his face because he was frozen. Holy sure shit! <laughs> All right, let's move no, on. I'm sorry. For everybody listening, my computer has been having some some fun difficulties tonight. So Don't punch it. I had them at eight and nine, <laughs> dude. 
right. Their win total is at seven and a half, Ethan. So I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole. Yeah. All right. Not touch. Nope. Eagles. Uh, subtractions. We got Javon Hargraves, C.J. Gardner Johnson, uh, Miles Sanders. Additions: uh, Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, Marcus Mariota, Greedy Williams, Nicholas Morrow, Terrell Edmonds. In the draft, they got a pair of Georgia alums: Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. I gave him an off-season grade of an A minus. Uh, adding DeAndre Swift in lieu of Miles Sanders is a plus. They bolstered their defense in almost every position possible. Uh, but again, me and Jarrett probably on the same page. Still doubt Jalen Hurts' ability moving forward. I, I definitely do. I also gave him. Uh, I actually gave him an A, um, just because I think of every, like you said, every everybody they lost. I think they replaced him with someone just just a smidge better. Um, Jalen Carter at nine was the absolute steal of the draft, in my opinion. I mean, that kid is going to be an absolute fucking. He's a killer. Player. I mean, he really. Is. And Nolan Smith at thirty isn't bad either. Um, yeah, really didn't get that. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did he? Was Brandon he in a car crash? Killer. <laughs> and he's still. <laughs> he was like driving with the people that crashed the car. Okay. But, oh. Well, yeah. I, also I mean, gave them an A. And yeah. again, all the things that you guys just said, right? But to me, it's going to be with the chemistry on that defense. You got five former Georgia players out of your eleven starters that are playing in that defensive core. That right there, like I mean, those guys—they've played with each other for how many years? Like obviously, at least three, and then a couple of them on the Eagles last year as well. So, like that—the chemistry on that defense is just going to be unreal. I, I would think I could be wrong. And then again, like you said, like adding DeAndre Swift, I think was an upgrade. I know his health concerns are, we just talked about Darren Waller, right? I think he has less health concerns than Darren Waller. Um, but if he's healthy and he's in that offense, um, going to be dangerous to a, to a team that was already dangerous. So um, I, I'm not going to sit here and deny your Jay, uh, Jalen Hurts like concerns because I think a lot of people are just jumping to the conclusion that just like MVP – for the next, you know, however many years, you know, level of play. But, um, I mean, he proved he could do it last year. We'll see if he can do it this year. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Excuse whatever was going Whoever sounded like they were in a sheet metal factory slamming <laughs> shit around in the background. I think that was Jared. I was opening up a yingling flight. God dang. All right. Um, record predictions. I have them at 12 and 5. 13 and 4. Sorry, you were waiting on me. Just realized that. <laughs> I yep. got zoned out for a second. Um, I had them at 11 and 6. That's what I meant. 11 and 6, not 11 and 5. Um, or wait, no, I had 12 and 5. Sorry. So, Ethan, you had 11 and 6. I had 12 and 5. Jared had 13 and 4. They're over under 11 and a half. Over. I think the over as well. Yeah. I mean, I had him at eleven and six. I don't I love I it. A little conservative with that. So, like, I I talked about the Cowboys' ceiling being at ten and seven. I think that maybe the Eagles, maybe not their floor, but like lower conservative prediction is eleven and six. They could be twelve and five. I don't know if they'll go thirteen and four again. I really don't because they were thirteen and four last year, right? Or were they fourteen and three? 
Either way, 14, 14, three, yeah. I don't know if they'll get back to that. Their schedule's a little bit more difficult this year. Um, I think I did have them again. I'm not big on the Cowboys, but I think I had them splitting with the Cowboys. It's just it's a divisional matchup. It's a tough matchup. Um, I think I had them dropping a couple as they play the Chiefs. They play the Bills this year, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. I think they play the Chargers too, and I like that Chargers team this year. So I like them every year, though. Go. Apparently, I say the Chargers. I mean, the, here's my thing with the Chargers. Not not to switch divisions. They just gave Justin Herbert a bag today. Let's see. Let, let, let's see how well that pace plays out. Do you guys see that? Five years, two hundred forty million for Herbert. I think that I was know. a mistake. That was way too early. Five I years, two hundred and forty thousand checkdowns coming. Yeah, I don't because. <laughs> The only reason I don't think it was a mistake is just because the length doesn't scare me. Um, and he had so many injuries with his wide receiver core last year. We'll just see If he has a healthy wide receiver core this year, we'll see if he does better. If he doesn't, then I might be concerned. I just want to say, Travis has done the complete 180 on Justin Herbert. He loved him, and now he's realized <laughs> that he's, he's checked down fucking Johnson. I love it. They better invest, they better invest that money in Austin Eckler because without him, there goes yeah. a fucking half his targets each game. Hey, man, they got Baby. And you know, Baby Ravens now. Yeah, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about Washington real quick. You're right. They and had made it. Let's talk about Washington. They lost uh, Taylor Heineke, Cole Holcomb, Carson Wentz. Added Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Wiley, Cody Barton. In the draft, they got Emmanuel Forbes, corner out of Mississippi State, and Jartavius Martin, safety out of Illinois. All-season grade, ladies and gentlemen, I gave them a D-. minus. Disaster team. Set up for no success. Sam Howell behind center. Um, defense outside of their line is shaky as all hell. So I think they're going to be horrible. I gave them a C. It would have been a D. Or was always when I gave them a C. Travis is missing one big key addition, Eric Bieniemy. I think he is the co-head coach this year. He is going to be the – he's going to be able to get his hands on this team. Hopefully, Good luck drafting up plays that you did with the Chiefs with this team. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. This is like a long-term play. I mean, they they, they just sold the team. So now I guarantee Eric Bieniemy will be head coach come this time next year, and they're going to be making some major changes. It may not happen overnight, but I'm just saying, like, it, to set, if you're if you're a Commanders fan, I almost said Redskins, if you're a Commanders fan and you're looking for one line, one silver lining, it's like, hey, we got Eric Bieniemy in our organization now. Let's see, let's see if that can work out. But other than that, this team's going to fucking suck. Yeah. Um, I gave him a C plus, and it's for the exact reasons you just mentioned. Um, from a from a team standpoint, from like a, a player standpoint, not a great offseason. They got Eric Bieniemy, and they lost Dan Snyder. And those are two, I think, from a franchise standpoint, huge additions slash losses, whatever. Um, it's not going to turn into product on the field this year that's why i'm saying for like this year it doesn't really matter but i think in the future having new ownership um kind of kind of building that franchise back up to maybe what it was you know 40 years ago um but a long time ago and then having eric Bieniemy get a year under his belt in the system and then maybe get some pieces in there to help out because he i'm not saying andy reed wasn't a majority of the reason in that management system for the Chiefs, but Eric Enemy was a huge reason that offense was what it was in Kansas City. So um, add him to the pieces and then maybe get him a quarterback next year, unless Sam Howell just ends up being the dude. Um, not a big believer, but that's <laughs> the case. 
but um, and they have Jacoby Brissett, so like you never know. But um, uh, average off season, but I think those two big pieces from a management standpoint. Yeah, I don't care who you had to this team. I don't care if you had Don Shula to the Sam Bradford fucking Rams. That's like what you're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> not not going to make him much. But better. you're you're have, you're missing the point. It's like the, it's like in the future. Like they're not going to be good in like two three years. Like we're talking okay, five well, plus. I'm talking about heading into this season. How oh, made them. Four wins. Four and thirteen is what I have him at. Yep, me too. I had him at five and twelve. Um, gave him the benefit. All of right, boys. This may be the best the best bet in the last two weeks. Six and a half is their win total. Smack it. Smack yeah, it. That. Minus 120. I would absolutely hammer dog that down. Give me five and a half for plus money. Yeah, seriously. Uh, honestly. Um, all right, division awards MVP. Um, this is my one bailout that I'm going to take uh, over these course of these episodes. My MVP is the Eagles defense. That's a gigantic bailout. Um, but I, I feel you. <laughs> Mine is going to be kind of like Travis's in the East. Look at this player, take him off that team. How terrible are they? Mine's Dak Prescott. When Dak Prescott wasn't playing for the Cowboys, they were not good. Um, when he is playing, they're, uh, you know, can contend for that division. So that's my MVP there. Cooper Rush didn't lose a game when Dak Prescott wasn't there. Um, that's, that's my one caveat. But um, yeah, I hear definitely it wasn't on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, my MVP was Jalen Hurts because I think that he's gonna have another good year. Um, but we'll see what happens. They could have Blaine I, Gabbert behind center if their defense plays well, and they could win nine, ten games. Yeah, but I didn't. I mean, you took the defense, so I didn't want to be the same. That's fair. I didn't. I didn't really have like. I mean, I'm not a Daniel Jones believer. I'm not in anybody on the Giants. Believer. No, that's why I had to bail out and pick the Eagles defense. So, yeah, and then who the fuck All are you right. going to pick on the Commanders? So, no one. Brian Robinson. No. Uh, breakout player. Let's go. Um, breakout player. Mine's a cop out. It's, I don't even call him breakout player, but I think he's going to have a bigger. Obviously, and he's not going to. He is going to have a bigger role. Um, Tony Pollard. I think you could probably see a thousand plus yards he's had him this year. Um, so that's my big guy. So I'm going to flip that, uh, what you just did. And I've got his counterpart, Malik Davis, because coming into his second season, we all know how Dallas likes to feature their second running back. I think he could have a pretty solid year. Yeah. I had a tough time with breakout players for the East divisions this this week. I just I don't know. Like I I had to go. I you said Tony Pollard because that was mine, and I wanted to do something different. But I, I literally can't think of anybody else. So I'm gonna have to also say Tony Pollard. Um, Easy you have enough. Zeke there, I think that he's gonna he's gonna take a bulk of the carries. I think he's gonna have a a pretty big season. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know sucks because I wish that I could be different. <laughs> but I can't. It's okay. It doesn't matter. That's we don't okay. have to be. Rookie of the year, this should all be said in unison. Jalen Carter. Nope. Nope. I have a different talking. one. I have one. Uh, I have one who I think has great opportunity. I got Jalen Hyatt. You motherfucker. 
Um, it's, it's literally for what Travis just said. It's only because of the opportunity. Who else are they going to throw the ball to? In my opinion, who else are they going to throw the ball to? So that is the only reason. I, Jalen Carter's a great pick, and he's going to be a beat. But if Jalen Hyatt gets to play from day one, he might have 1,200 yards before week 17. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think the Giants have had 200 receivers since Odell Beckham. Just so saying. I'm just saying he's very he's very good on the deep ball. I saw I mean watched him a lot at Tennessee. Uh, he's he could be a good receiver in this offense. Yeah. Just given who they have. Yeah, for sure. That, and that's exactly no. where I came from too. You literally took every talking point right out of my mouth, which is fine because <laughs> it just you're on the same wavelength. So I yeah. love Jason Hyatt here. I mean, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. Like he's probably he's probably gonna be if you're in a dynasty league, that's a sleeper pick, but um yeah, so that wraps up the East. We will come back next week and do the South. I don't know why we saved the worst divisions for the last, but we did. <laughs> literally, the um, literally the two worst divisions in football, probably. And the North um, might be close. But no. The Both the NFC South and the AFC South are horrendous. We might have two <laughs> losing records from those divisions when, when, when them. And then after that, guys, we're going to do fantasy football stuff. We're going to do – uh-oh. Travis can yell that. We're doing college football stuff. <laughs> no, no. Um, but next week is August, so we'll be back. And uh, we'll continue this train on. So we will uh, <laughs> see you guys next week. See you week. next week. <laughs> Peace. Peace.